<laughs> We're both looking at each other and wondering who's going to start, so I'll start. Welcome to our podcast, How to Stay Married So Far, and welcome if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, if you'd like to cross over to either platform, you're very welcome to do that, chaps. Go on, you speak. <laughs> you never... What? Well, you never just what, stop. What? You always go on to introduce what we're talking about. Well, I was, I was, you looked to be gagging to start, so I... I'm I was, not gagging for anything. <laughs> well, I know what I'm gagging for. I'm not gagging to start. Um, what are we doing today? Well, we barely got on camera, did we? We were doing the very thing before this that this is about. Yeah, so what is it about? Bickering. There you go. So bickering within a marriage, within a relationship. Everybody does it. Every relationship does it. I think, I think... You can sort of go into remission with bickering, can't you? And then it can come back out again. It's like, you can have whole periods of time as a couple where you don't bicker as much. We've mm. always bickered. And I think for both of us, it's always been something that really annoys us and we wish we didn't. But we definitely have times when we're better, you know, less bickery than others. Yeah, the, people, think... the people around us will comment on when we're getting on. And I think what they generally mean when they say, like my mum will say... Or, Maddie has started, in, as she's older, to sort of observe when we're getting on better, or Rachel or friends will observe. They'll say, oh, you seem to be getting on quite well at the moment. And I do think that's always related to how much they sense we're bickering or not. Because it, I, think it's, I think it's one of the worst things about us as a couple, is we do bicker in front of people. We even bicker, bicker on our vlog. And I sometimes wonder if we should even put it in, because I always think, it's so hellish to be in bickering, to then watch somebody else bickering. Yeah, but we're not, like... we're not vlogging about bickering. Bickering is an authentic part of our lives that we're saying we'd like to iron out. And I hope and I trust, looking at a lot of the comments that a lot of our lovely, lovely followers and people who aren't followers but comment on our content say, the thing about us that's different is we keep it real. I think if we just suddenly iron out a major part of what is an irritation about us mm. would be artificial. What do you think of the differences between bickering and arguing or quarrelling? Well, I mean, my, my theory on that is that uh, quarrelling, well, that's a whole completely different thing, isn't it? I mean, a row or an argument is usually about one subject that explodes to me. Mm. That's how I view an argument. It, you know, it can rumble. It manifests itself to one. Yeah, yeah, it manifests. It, it can bleed into a million other things, but, but it's an intense heat and fury and crossness or injustice or frustration or whatever it is for the person involved um, about an act, a moment, or, a, you know, some misunderstanding or, or some misapprehension in the relationship. Whereas bickering for me is about a sort of... It's, a, it's like a constant low-level irritation uh, that manifests itself in conversation and the way you interact with each other about everything. So just to give us a small example, we just started to, just as we were setting up the cameras for this, I was saying to Nadia, you do tend to move, so we just need to put the camera in a position where you're not going to move out of shot, because when it comes to the editing, I have to kind of reconfigure all the shots. It's not a massive problem, but it's just not neater and easier for me if it doesn't happen. And you always get really irascible whenever no, I tell on. you that. No, but you didn't say the one line that was that I find irritating. Which is what? Because you do tend to move around in the shot, which is what you say to me every yeah, single Yeah, which week. is fine. Moving around in the shot is fine. But to say that you do move around in the shot is just a description of what you do. But you take it really... Anno you, you see it as an annoying... Well, and we're, okay. we're going to try not to bicker no, in this podcast. No, no, but this is interesting I'm just trying because to I do it. think that, for me, that's where bickering comes. And I think we're both as guilty as each other. I don't think one... I'm not going to sit here and say you're more of a bickerer than I am or vice versa. Because I don't, I don't think we are. I think we both bicker... And I think it's the things that irritate us about, about each other 
that we don't want to get into and have a whole great big discussion about and a great big argument about. And because we are both very fiery, we still haven't got at all. And that's what makes me laugh so much that we do a marriage guidance. We're not doing a marriage guidance. We're, we're reflecting how we, we reflect, struggle. Yeah. We still haven't learned how to communicate without having a massive row. So I think all our bickering is about the things that we don't want to have a discussion about because it could go into a row, and yet one can't live with them, so one lets them bleed out just a little bit. You just, like, pump them out. But do you think... I think, I think a lot of people will identify with that. I yeah, I think they will. I mean, for me, bickering, I think... For me, constant bickering in a relationship, I think, is a cause for more concern than if that relationship, the couple in that relationship, have intensely huge rows. Mm. Mm. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, bickering suggests a sort of permanent structural problem with the person you're standing opposite. And, you know, and I think you can go through phases in your relationship where the bickering increases relative to... I mean, let's face it, you're an incredibly opinionated person, I'm an incredibly opinionated person, you know, a lot of relationships don't have two people at the same level of heat and intensity on a subject, mm. say, or in a social situation. We're both very demanding of airspace. We're very, you know, I accept, having seen it on the bloody vlogs, that I'm as kind of, you know, chatty and as, 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 you know. So if you've got two kind of energies that are doing that, there's going to be times where, well, we do, we have huge rows. But the bickering, I think, sometimes is, I, if I'm honest, where I feel I bicker and I know I bicker, is when I feel you are making quick assumptions on what it is I'm trying to say or what it is that I'm doing or what my motivation is in something. And that makes me get a low-level irritation. And so it does make me want to snipe back or correct you. And then in correcting you, the, the tradition is you go, oh, for God's sake, you're boring, you keep going on about it, you keep, you know, why do you keep dragging this? It's not about dragging anyone back. It's about actually, I sometimes stupidly and naively think that if I was to simply explain to you what was going on here and why that was said and why that happened, you might actually show the maturity in these situations. I'm not saying this is what you're like, but this is how are you, I'm thinking. No, no, no. I'm so stupid. No, no, to that's think not what I'm that saying. You might have the maturity. No, no. Mark, in those you won't like. No, no, that's that not what I'm, You sound like a right prank. No, I'm saying I'm a twat for thinking that yeah. that's where the bickering comes from, is that I go into a position of thinking, hang on a minute, you're not actually giving me a fair crack of the whip here. You're, 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 you're going to assumption one, assumption two, and assumption three. And then I go, I come in quickly, and I think that's what you do with me. You think I've just assumed what you, it is you're thinking or what you're doing. You often get irascible with me if, if I say, well, well, don't do that, that's going to cost a fortune. You're like, well, I'm not just thinking, I'm just going to do da-da-da-da. It is about assumptions. And I think most bickering comes from both people or one person at that time thinking the other one is assuming far too much about you and about your intentions. That's that's so that's where bickering comes from you. I, I don't agree. That's not where bickering comes from me. Bickering for me, it's like the drip, 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 drip. It's not about all massive loads of misunderstanding. It's, it's just a drip. And it's like a drip on the top of your head. And it's like, it's like getting on the wrong track and sort of bumping along. You're bumping along with one wheel a bit loose. And it's so hard to tighten the wheel or get back on the track. And then it just all exacerbates, everything exacerbates each other. So for me, I find, I will often feel that you're paranoid about things, that your first instant is always to think 
that I'm having a go at you. Mm. So, and that's valid for you because that's what it feels like. But there are so many times when the last thing in the whole world I'm thinking of is that or having a go or whatever. So you will respond, yeah, you will respond. Like when, you, like when I do the things that irritate you, you will feel it. I'll respond to it. It irritates you more and vice versa. And then what happens is when the other person, and I think this is equal on both of us, I'm not going to say any specifics because I think it's equal for both of us. The very thing that causes the bickering happens where you go, okay, I just won't say that. I won't talk about that because then that's going to be, that's going to become, it's going to become an irritant. We're going to argue about it. We might even blow up about it. There's people here, there's people there. But it's actually impossible, I think, for human beings, well, no, a lot of people do do it, for us as human beings, to totally bury what we think. So for me, bickering is about suppressing something that I, we actually want to say, both of us, equally. And it doesn't go away. A lot of people will suppress and, and just stay very suppressed and the other one wouldn't know anything about what's going on. But we can't. We just like... But that, yeah, that goes We're back not to... the sort of people no. to not say what we think. No, and I, but I sometimes think... So sometimes you could... Well, in, in that sense, you could argue. Because I think when people look at us as a couple before all this social media stuff sort of starts and da-da-da, I think people would go, oh, she's the really gregarious, outgoing one. He's the sort of slightly more thoughtful, you know, melancholic type who's fun, but he's, you're the one who does all the entertaining. You're the entertainer. And I just think that was a kind of shorthand that most people would have had about us. So um, funny, a lot of I don't think that's what people Well, think. no, 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 no. That's and I realise that, that that's always, shifted over time. We I think always bicker about this because you always think, and because you're a writer, it's because you're a writer as well. You write, if there's 20 people in the room, you'll write the script for every single person of what they're thinking and what they're feeling and what they're... And you're wrong. So often you're horribly wrong. But I think a lot of bickering sometimes will emerge from a frustration in a relationship where one or the other of the cut people in that relationship, at a certain point, feel less <coughs> heard than the other for a mm. period of time. I think, for example, I'm, I'm, try I'm trying to nudge towards the stereotypical situation where you have, you know... The, the wife who do chatters and natters and talks and is incredibly socially, you know, managing the whole situation and everyone's emotions. And then the, the fella who's incredibly quiet and a bit morose and sort of grumpy and just sort of says monosyllabic things or doesn't open up emotionally. That suits both in that situation. So, for example, my nan and granddad, which is the only relationship I observed as a child, they never bickered, but they never spoke. So there were great, huge moods. See, they, you know, they wouldn't, they would never be bickering, and they'd have the occasional squabble, but there was never much bickering. So I never saw that sort of happening a lot. And I think that a lot. Do you of, think that's because they no, had I a think long period of time where they started with rowing, then it went possibly. to bickering, and then it went to silence? And I think because comes I can point, see how that happens. You think, yeah. do you know what? I just won't say anything. Well, I think that's when you end up with a relationship where you have someone on the sofa just sitting there, yeah, kind of quietly depressed, and you have someone yeah. else in the kitchen, sort of noisily depressed. Yeah. One making noise. And yeah, rather than having one... the bicker or the argument. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of relationships get to that point. And mm. I do, so I do worry. When, when I know that we've been bickering a lot, it's funny. It's like running a marathon. Whereas a row or an argument is like an intense sprint. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. And it, don't get me wrong, they are horrendous at rows. Um, uh, the bickering works in that, as you say, that drip, drip effect, where you can suddenly find yourself two weeks down the line and you're like... I feel really down, I feel really flat. But I mean, I suppose I, we're not getting into blame and it's not about blaming who does it more. But my sense of things is that I feel you think I'm the worst one for it and that, that I am the cause of it. That's what I feel. But you do not think that of me? 
I feel Nobody that, that's bickering, standing there no. thinking, the thing is, it's me that's wrong, nobody does. Yeah. I, Everybody I, thinks the other one is driving them mad. Yes, but I think sometimes... No, I do think, I do think, oh my God, if only he would do this, if only he would just know that that's the thing. And you'll be thinking, oh my God, why does she have to say that? Why does she have to be... She doesn't realise that when she does that, it creates... That's bickering. Because it's, we're not coming from a place of understanding, we're coming from a place of frustration in our own So do you self. think it sits on either side of the, the road more, more squarely with me? Do you think I am the cause of more bickering than you? I, I, That's our dog in the background, by the way. I, nobody is ever going to say that it's their fault that they bicker because then they wouldn't bicker. We bicker less when I agree with everything you say. But if I don't agree with you fundamentally... We bicker less when I agree with everything you say. Yeah, that's true. So that's, true. that's what it is. That's where people get past the bickering stage and then they start saying nothing because mm. they think... And I do sometimes go, like sometimes if you're like going off about something or I'm going off and I'm sure it's the same with you, I do actually, I actually say to myself, say nothing, hear white noise, just say nothing. Just say nothing at all until it dies away because I don't want to do it. And I'm sure you do. I'm sure you think... I'm not going to say anything until she just shuts up. Mm. And I think that's true. I think that's when the rot sets in because you start thinking, God, it's so exhausting doing this. And where am I going to get with it? Because often with an argument or with a row, you get to some kind of resolution. Well, or but someone might actually acknowledge that they were wrong. But with bickering, nobody ever thinks they're no, wrong. No, and you never come They out think of the it. other one is wrong. No, I agree. I agree. So well, it you... is. It's like it's like a, it's like a it's like a bite. It's like an itchy bite. So, it? do you see bickering more as a symptom of the relationship, or does bickering happen for most couples about specific things? I mean, do we bicker more about certain things than other things? My, my bickering, where my bickering comes from, are the fundamental things that I've always had a problem with you about, and I'm sure it's the same for you. Like where you're really bickering with me, it's the fundamentals. Because you can Which love somebody, what? you can love somebody, but you, you, you might not lo like certain things about them. And those are the things that, that over time irritate more and more, aren't they? They're the things you go, oh my God, why does he say, no, why do I have, <laughs> you know, so. So would you say, by that extension, are all long-term relationships about simply finding strategies for tolerance? You can't say about all long-term no, relationships. No, 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 but it, but I are we, no, but are we... No, 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 I know you don't ours. know, but in terms of our relationship, as we move forward and we've been together 17 years and bickering has had... Pro we've had problems with bickering almost too much and so much. Is staying together about finding tolerance rather than things actually getting better? You know, there's the idea of my well, love hope, grows stronger hope, every year. Maybe hope, my love just grows... More patient every year. Yeah, I hope that. Um, I think what happens is as people get older and they become more unhappy with their own lives or what they're doing or what they're ever. I think that you they take it out on the people they're closest to mm. them. So the very irritation of being in the world for longer. You know all the things, all the worries that everybody has. You know who am I? What's the point of it all? What's happening to the world? Mm. Where am I heading? All that stuff, all those big, enormous questions mm. that when you're younger, you don't have. You can just, like we were talking this morning, you can lie on the grass in the park and just stare at how blue the sky is. I think those irritations, we just, and the frustrations, we just, we will spit out at our partners. But I also think That's it's fine, the restriction it? within a relationship. You know, it's, it's, everybody is just, 
when you're in a domestic situation, everyone, whether it's husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, children, grannies, everyone is fitting in to what everyone else needs to a degree. We all are. But that's and why sometimes it's when I think with the I think with the length of time over time. Mm. There are some things that get a lot better and it's lovely and you think, well, I've got this really long relationship and this is a really... But there are other things that you just get weary mm. of, of, of dismissing or suppressing because you have to, because you are accountable always mm. to another person. But that's why you I... Know, where are you going? Oh, just upstairs. Oh, what are you doing? We do, this yeah, is yeah, equal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what are you... It's just like, oh my God, well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, answerability, it's, like, it's just like, Well, what time sake. are you going to be back? Oh, I don't know. Well, what are you... Da, da, da. Just the normal, everyday questions that people have to have to manage a relationship living together. I think people get weary of it. But that's why I'm asking. Do, do, do I think bickering, when I hear the word bickering, it's invariably around a domestic setting. So it is the everyday living stuff. It is the yeah. stuff. It's, it's the everyday stuff. It's that idea that goes back to, you know, too, you know, what is it? Too much familiarity breeds contempt and all that kind of stuff, which is, yeah, okay, so, you know, you, but... I think, I think often bickering is because the big questions aren't being spoken about. The uncomfortable dialogues aren't, are too scary to talk about. So, so what are, do you think bickering. are the big, what, do, what are the big questions that we're too scared to talk about that's causing our bickering? Well, you I, use, you use, cause I'm just going to be interested because you use the word, I mean, one of the things that I find as a, as a sort of red flag a lot is that you use very, and maybe sometimes it sounds a bit strange to our subscribers because we've come from a therapeutic background and a sort of recovery rehab background. But you know, words like you're paranoid. When I hear you say that I'm being paranoid, about something because I hear that I hear what you just said you know sometimes I will be a bit oversensitive you've used the term chippy before and paranoid you're being a bit para a bit para I find the word para really demeaning and really provocative and so I go into a sort of mode of defense and in that defense that's when I want to correct you because I'm like actually no hang on a minute so if I was to try and sort of articulate the voice that was reasonable in me and it's just sort of like being quite just normal rather than that, you know, the annoying one, I'd be going, hang on a minute, I'm not actually feeling paranoid, I'm not being paranoid, but you've just made a challenge, you've you kind of presented a challenge to me that's not fair or accurate or reflective of what I'm actually feeling. I'm actually asking because it's bloody annoying for you to do be do be do be do And that, but that could be like 10 minutes or an afternoon of a bickering sensibility between us. And you would assign that to sort of something like paranoia. So... I mean, how would we, what are the, what would you say the underlying issues are that, that underpin our bickering? Is it that you feel I take things too personally or that I'm too, that, that I I've am always, para? But I've always felt that ever since, since the first day I've met. Okay, para isn't a good word and I will change that. It's like in therapy and in couples counselling, they teach you, they school you never to say you make me feel a certain yeah. way. It's like a big no-no within a relationship. Yeah. So, but I often know, sometimes can I just say that on that, I do, I, and I agree with that by and large. But I do disagree with the idea that you can't be provoked by someone. I find that profoundly. Mm. It means people. It means too many people can wash their hands. Mm. You can be provocative and just say, "Well, I didn't cause it." Well, of course you did. If you've taken my mm. arm and slammed a hammer on it, you've broken it, mm. and that annoys me. Uh, I, I don't understand it either because I can say that when you feel okay, not paranoid, overly sensitive. Mm. Let's say 
it does leave me. And I don't, I've always wanted to understand what's the difference of that in therapy speak. You're supposed to say, it leaves me feeling this way, mm. rather than you make me feel this way. And I suppose it's because it's very confrontational to say, yes. you make me feel mm. desolate when you da da da. Wow, mm. shit. Wow, that's really hard. I'm left feeling. So I am left feeling when you are very overly sensitive, let's say, rather than paranoid. But you see, that's still from my perception. For you, you're not overly sensitive, you're just sensitive. So, Or I might not be feeling sensitive at all, I just feel a genuine grievance. Yeah, but I think... And it's, anyone, a, and it's two different I, I points think, of view. I think that anyone would know, that knows you knows you are quite sensitive. Like, we will, all of us, the girls, your mum, everything, will say, oh my God, let's not say that to Mark because Mark will get really upset. <laughs> no, but we do. That's not a terrible thing. A lot of that is what I love about you because it, it allows so many other lovely things about you. But it's like the law of two. It's just, it is the law of two. Not everything is just one thing. So yes, that hypersensitivity can be lovely and it's part of what makes you creative and all of that. But that doesn't mean that also, sometimes, to live with it, I find it really, really hard and I mm. find it a real challenge because I feel like I'm always having to go, well, no, I meant blah, 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 blah. I feel like there's so much explaining to do sometimes that I get weary. The best word is weary. Okay, well, that, I hear that, I hear that. And I mean, I suppose I was trying to think as you were saying that, where do I find a sort of deep core of frustration and none of this is about nothing you're saying or doing is 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 born of a sort of malice or anything but i i sometimes i know i know one of the flashpoints for me between us and it, and i think it's when we do have big bickering sessions is when i feel like you're you're re-explaining something that you've already explained that needs to happen in the house or around the kitchen that or in the domestic setting with the kids or whatever, that is actually managed in my head, just not at the time that you want it to be managed at. And I think that's something that, again... is It's a massive problem with me, this. It's a massive problem. So, like, for instance, if I want to, say, have the dogs being fed, I'm walking around the kitchen, trying to think of all the different ways I can say it so you could go, I'm just about to do it, or I did it this morning, because I just literally, I'm not saying... I'm annoyed with you because you haven't fed them. I literally just want to know. And that is a really good example of the domesticity, yes. like scaredness yeah. that goes on between people that can literally cause eruptions inside a person. And I know people will be listening and they'll be thinking, oh my God, I'm the same about the washing up or I'm mm. the same about this or I'm the same about that. And you know, it's like, I would never say, you know, I have to, if I say not only to you, to the girls, if I say anything about the towels in the bathroom, if I say anything, I have to do it with such a, like, I have to think about, I've got to do it like this, otherwise everyone will go, I know, da-da, and but, I find that, and then I suppress it, but to be and fair, then we bicker. I agree, but to be fair, I would never comment, and I never do comment, because I assume it will happen, or I'll do it for you, that all your shoes are all over the house, or your bras are absolutely everywhere, or the <laughs> towel, or when you go upstairs after you've left, it's just complete devastation. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, so the idea, so all <laughs> All I'm saying is, is where, but this is important because the component in bickering. So when you have rightly pulled me up on something, or you've but said something, I'm not something, pulling up. Not pulling me up, but you're saying really something about it. it. I sort of stop and I think. Hate it when well, you I say stop. Pull and, up it makes no, no, okay. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not a little boy, it. but not, not pull up. But I sort of, I do up, sometimes stop like and it. think. If feeding the dogs is solely my responsibility, okay. it should just no. not be even asked about. No, 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 no. Because 
that is there this is a perfect example of what drives me to despair with you right but they'll get our fed. dogs no but that's not true because quite often i'll come in at six and they're all around my legs and i'm like i need to ask whether they've been fed because they're cheeky they'll try and get food the yeah. whole time and and if you were solely responsible for feeding the I dogs, am. they would have been fed at four. Nine times out of ten, they haven't That's been fed true. by the time I That's get in. That's not true. Seat. Nine times out of ten, well, anyway, they, they let's, are fed. This is boring for people. No, 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 no. It's not boring, example. but it's a good example. I'm so glad you brought up the dogs because that is one of the things that every single day causes me angst. Well, I'm, and I I've got a solution say, for it. I just want to just totally feed the dogs. I don't want anyone no, to feed them. No, I can't so believe that. I don't that. have to I ask. can't believe that. I take wholly the responsibility no, for dealing with it. Yes, I do. The bloody food, the taking them out. No one takes them out of the freezer. I take them out of the freezer. You took them out of the freezer, yes. No, yeah, no, 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 you didn't. I did. You weren't here. Anyway, no, but my point is, my point is, I was going to say to you, the way to resolve the dog feeding is never, ever ask again. And it, you'll be surprised. I, seriously, I would, we don't edit this. No, no, no. Let's just stop because this is very boring to hear people ask. No, this is you clearly. No, no, no. But it's a food. good example because for it's people, it's not a good example because you're not telling the truth. So I Why don't want to. telling the truth. What do you mean, Mark? Every day, when, and you will. I don't want to go into when the dogs are fed or <laughs> not. This is too boring. Oh my god! What I'm going to say to you though is, you can let go of that fret. Because you said actually, that to me three months no, ago. No, 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 we didn't. You no, because you assigned so it to I, the girls. I'm never going to come in without the dogs having been fed. So not necessarily. If I'm not here, no, the girls will have fed them, or someone else has to have fed them. You, you can feed them if obviously I'm not here to feed them. You need to stop. Why? Because it's so boring. Okay, but it's a classic example. These are the kind of but domestic. We can talk generally about bickering. We can't but these go are the into kind, But these are the kind of domestic situations that happen in all households. So I think there's total relatability to something like this. Can I, I just say, can I just say, we can't have a full argument about dog food and you're expecting the argument. You're getting angry. Because I just, I don't want to have this argument. Okay, but we could easily move on seamlessly to the next part of the chat, but you're kind oh. of making it a really big issue. Okay. It's uh, 24 hours now since we last spoke on this podcast. We've, we've stopped the airing of what we're actually saying at this point because this entire podcast descended into one of the biggest rows we've had in a long time. Yeah, about dog food. Well, no, it wasn't so about dog food. We did discuss, do we start the podcast again and pick up? And, yeah. and then we thought, no, we want to stick to our promise of never editing, editing the podcast. But we did have to crash out of it. So for those of you listening on on iTunes, if you were to flip over to YouTube now, you'd see us silently remonstrating and virtually shouting at each other about dog food. Yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. So we promised to pick up at another date yeah. uh, the topic of bickering, but we're not ready yet. I am. Mark. No, Mark. I'm more ready than you right, are. Okay, stop. Okay. Thank you for listening. And if you want to see us, please head over <laughs> to Nadja and Sawala and Family YouTube. Hey, man, we're keeping it real. Ta-da, loves. <laughs> <laughs>